Hi there, it's Mark from Third Shot Sports, and welcome to another episode of Pickleball Problems. Today on the show, we are addressing a very specific issue, and that has to do with when pickleballs come on the court. Whether you're the one who's playing and all of a sudden you get interrupted by a ball, or when you are the interrupter, when that ball escapes your grasp and goes down to the other court, let's talk about the etiquette about ball collection. Back in a minute. This episode of the show is brought to you by Selkirk Sport. Selkirk is the undisputed leader when it comes to making high quality and really good looking pickleball paddles. Whether it's Tyson McGuffin's signature Invicta or the new Mach 6, used by Lindsay Newman and Riley Newman. Selkirk makes a paddle that's right for your game. I've used Selkirk paddles for a bunch of years now because their products are great and their customer service is always amazing. They make all of their paddles in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And you can buy Selkirk paddles from us at Third Shot Sports or head straight over to selkirk.com. Selkirk Sport. We are pickleball. All right, welcome back to the show. Today's a bit of a micro edition of Pickleball Problems. We're talking about a very specific problem that has to do with retrieving balls or giving back balls when a ball interrupts play. So let me just set the scenario first, just so we're all clear on what's happening. Let's imagine, first of all, that I am playing Pickleball and we're in the middle of a game. It's a great game, 7-7 seven, seven in game number three, and all of a sudden onto our court comes bouncing another ball. What to do? What should we do? Well, the answer isn't quite as straightforward as you might think. So you might initially be saying, oh, Mark, you've got to stop play. You've got to stop right, play right away. And that's not actually true. You don't have to stop play right away. You could stop play, but you don't have to stop play. So let's see if we can parse this a little bit to understand when does it make sense to stop play and when does it not? So first of all, let's say I'm playing and the ball comes and there's any sort of health and safety risk to any of the people on the court. I think it's a good idea to stop play then. So let's imagine, for example, I don't know, maybe my team is, uh, we're the servers and you and your partner are a returning server up at the net. And after I hit that serve, just as I hit that serve to you and you're behind the baseline, that ball comes rolling somewhere back, you know, at the back fence. It is a good idea for me to say, oh, hey, let's play a let, let's redo the serve. There's a ball right behind you, right? Because it's close enough to you that there's sort of a, there's a risk, right? The same could be true. Let's imagine, I don't know, we're all up at the net and maybe we're in a dinking rally or something like that and a ball comes rolling behind or onto our court, around three-quarter court or even around the baseline. I would say that is another really good time to stop play. Why? Well, because it's very likely at least it's not unlikely, that from that scenario, even though we're up at the kitchen, that, I don't know, a lob gets hit or you go move back a little bit to retreat, and there's a pretty good chance that you're going to step on that ball. And so I have, I would argue, an ethical obligation to warn you about this. Even if I get that easy ball, even if I think that my partner and I have an advantage, I have an ethical obligation to warn you about that, to prevent that possible injury. So what I should do is I should stop play. I should say, hey, sorry, there's a ball there. Too bad. Let's replay the point. Another situation to stop play is when you get distracted by the ball. So let's say that I'm playing pickleball and I don't know, I'm about to, you're about to attack and you're going to hit a third shot drive at me and all of a sudden I see this ball coming bouncing behind us or bouncing in front of us, whatever it is, it distracts me for a second. And that distraction could be really meaningful because you're about to hit the ball hard. I better have my wits about me. And so if I get distracted by another ball coming on the court, there's a hindrance there. And when there's a hindrance like that, we can stop playing. I'd argue we should stop playing and ask for a let. 
But I also think that there's times that a ball comes on our court that we shouldn't stop play, or at least don't really have to stop play. And we're going to talk about that in just a moment. This podcast is brought to you by Pickleball Coaching International. If you teach pickleball or want to get started, PCI now offers pickleball instructor certification. And since level one is 100% online, it's perfect to do when you want and where you want. You don't have to travel anywhere to do it. PCI instructor certification is thorough, practical, and systematic. I should know. I built it. It'll help you to become a better coach. And when you become a member of PCI, you get access to more than 70 high-impact videos, audio, sample lesson plans, insurance, and more. Check out all the details at PCIPickleball.com. Welcome back to Pickleball Problems. I'm your host, Mark Renison. Today, we are talking about interference due to balls. Just a moment ago, we were talking about times when you should stop play, when there's a health and safety risk to any of the players on the court, or when there's a distraction because the ball comes onto the court. And you know what? Being distracted, uh, no one likes to be distracted. And sometimes uh, it's really going to prevent you from playing well. It's going to put you at a disadvantage. But what about times when balls come on your court, but you shouldn't stop playing, or at least don't necessarily need to stop playing? I'm going to give you a couple examples here. The first one is where you're playing pickleball, and all of a sudden that ball not just comes onto your court, but then goes by your court really quickly. So an example here could be, I don't know, my the players to the right of us, ball goes off the end of her paddle and like skips right across our court really quickly. Maybe it's even behind the players, we don't even, I don't know, it's just, it's on the court for a moment and then it's gone. Could we stop play then? Yes, absolutely. A ball came on our court, we could stop. I was distracted because I saw that ball go across. Sure, I could stop. I have a good reason to stop the point if I get distracted like that. But I think for all intents and purposes, the risk is gone, right? The threat is gone. That ball was on our court for a fraction of a second and then scooted over to the next court. It's now someone else's problem. It's not my problem, but it's someone else's problem right now. So we could stop play then, but we don't necessarily have to. And in that scenario, if there's no sort of health and safety risk to anybody, fine. If that distraction that I had, yeah, okay, it was there, but it wasn't really at a critical point. I might feel like, you know what, I'm my, my focus is back. It's not a disadvantage to me. I could just continue to play. No harm, no foul. That's an option that I have. There's another time that you might continue to play even though a ball has come across your court or might be on your court. And that is where it's still on your court, but it doesn't really pose a risk to anybody. So here's the scenario. Let's say I'm playing on a court somewhere and um, all four of us are up near the kitchen that we're in a great dinking rally or something like that. And I notice out of the corner of my eye that a ball had just sort of scampered away from our neighbors next door, but it's way back at the back of the court. It's like up against the back wall or the back fence. There's no real risk there, is there? It's not like it's rolling at the net. It's not like it's rolling right behind my opponent's feet. And it's not like our earlier scenario where the ball's at like three-quarter court of the baseline, where there's a pretty good chance that someone would run back and perhaps even step on it. No, in this case, the ball is at completely out of play. Is the risk zero? No, it's probably not zero because it is technically like on the court. But the risk is so low that personally in that situation, I would be unlikely to stop play in the middle of this point and to say, hey, there's a ball on our court, when really that ball poses next to no risk at all. Now, could I stop it if I wanted to? Sure, I could. And I guess technically, for like liability reasons, I suppose we should say that, yeah, you should stop it. Anytime a ball comes on your court, there is some risk there. You know what, there's like lots of risk for not doing up your shoes tight enough or whatever. But from a practical perspective, for me in that case, I'm gonna make this assessment that uh, there is little to no risk at all, 
And in that case, I'd probably just keep on playing. Okay, so we talked about when you are interrupted by the ball, when the ball comes on your court, when to stop, when to keep playing, how do you decide all these things. And in just a moment, we're going to talk about what happens when it's your ball that gets away from you and goes on to someone else's court. How should you handle that? This episode of Pickleball Problems is brought to you by Jigsaw Health. Whether you're spending tons of time on court as a player, or like me as a coach, you're going to want to make sure that your body can last. And that means no cramping. Jigsaw Health makes a wide range of products that can keep you hydrated and performing your best. I love Jigsaw's Berrylicious Electrolyte Supreme, but lately, I've been drinking a lot more pickleball cocktail. It's great tasting and gives me what I need to spend hour after hour on the court, helping people to play better pickleball. And after a long day, I usually have a glass of MagSu, which I find calms me down, makes it easier to sleep. Head over to JigsawHealth.com and check out all of their great products. And if you use the promo code PB3SS10, you'll save 10 bucks on your order. That's promo code PB3SS10 to save $10. Jigsaw Health. It's fun to feel good. All right, welcome back to the show. This is Pickleball Problems. I'm your host, Mark Renison. Today we are talking about handling balls that leave your court or leave someone else's court and come onto your court. A moment ago, we talked about when you might stop and when you might continue to play when the ball comes onto your court. But what if this happens? What if you're playing pickleball and, I don't know, the ball slips out of your hand as you're getting ready to serve and, like, dribbles over to the next court? Or maybe you have a great rally and the ball goes off your chest and then goes over to the next court. What should you do then? Well, there's a couple things to consider here. The first thing to do, it should always be about, is there a risk to the other players? And if there is a risk, if I assess that there is a risk to other players, I should take preventative action right away. So if that ball is rolling behind the players who might be up at the line, I mean, there are opponents who can see that ball, presumably. They should be stopping play, but I'm not going to rely on them. If I see that there's a risk there, and especially if I've caused that risk, I am going to vocally make sure that they know there's a ball. So I'm going to say, hey, stop. Hey, heads up, ball coming. Watch out. If I know the person by name, I'll probably use their name to really get their attention. That way I'd, um, they know that I'm talking to them. Incidentally, this is why it's really important for pickleball instructors not to use name tags for their players, but to know the names of their players right away. So you can use their name and warn them when something like this happens, but that's a coaching issue. Anyway, so if I think that there's a, a health and safety risk to the people beside me, I'm going to be vocal, I'm gonna be quick, I'm gonna be clear to let them know that that ball is coming, okay? But I'm not gonna go on their court. Because remember, they can choose. It's up to them. It's not up to me to stop their play. They can choose whether they want to stop or not. If they decide, if they know, if they hear me, if they see the ball coming, if they hear me saying, hey, watch out, there's a ball coming, and they make that choice to play, they are adults, they get to make that choice. I don't get to like physically go on their court and grab my ball and interrupt them or whatever. Okay? Um, so I stay off their court, even though I gave them that one warning. And if I give them that one warning and they still keep playing, I don't need to give them another warning. If I'm certain that they heard me, what they're doing if they continue to play on is that they are taking that risk. They are knowingly making that choice to do so. And I think it's important for me not to interfere more than I already had by like stepping on their court or like I've seen people where they go like between the players up near the net and like interrupt the play and put up their hand. Don't do that. It's not up to you to do that. You've done your job when you've given a clear warning and you were certain everyone heard you. If they choose to continue to play, then let them play. Okay, what about one more scenario where, uh, let's say they're up at the net and your ball goes on their court. If it scoots past their court, 
Okay, well, the risk is gone now, so you don't have to say anything. Don't go chasing that ball. Don't ask the people three courts down for the ball. Wait until that rally is done before you retrieve that ball. Okay, you don't want to interfere more than you already did. Let's say the ball sort of squibbles onto their court, but it is not posing a risk to them. Let's say that they're all up near the line and your ball sort of goes and it's way back behind the baseline. It's like up against the fence. It's maybe in the corner. There's like no chance or virtually no chance someone's going to step on it way back there. I think in that case, you're also okay not to interrupt more than you already have. You probably shouldn't go and retrieve that ball. Again, that could be a distraction. Um, here's a, it's a bit more of a judgment call, but in my case, I'm going to make that, that observation and that assessment that there isn't going to be a health and safety risk to these players because of where the ball is and where they are and where they're likely to move. And in that case, I might just keep my mouth shut. I'm not going to chase the ball. I'm not going to interrupt. I'll keep my mouth shut. I'll wait. And then when the rally's over, I'll either retrieve the ball myself or ask them to send it to me. And I think that's the right thing to do. Okay, so we've talked about what to do when the ball comes on your court when you're playing. We've talked about what to do when the ball goes off your court onto someone else's when they're playing, how to handle those. And in one moment, we're going to talk about one more special little situation, or one of, maybe it's my pet peeve about giving and retrieving balls. We're going to talk about that in just a sec. Hi there, it's Mark again. Are you a pickleball coach? Would you like to be one? Pickleball Coaching International now offers pickleball instructor certification. It takes a thorough, systematic approach to coaching pickleball. And like our show here at Pickleball Problems, it's full of straightforward, practical resources to help you coach better. And I designed the whole thing. And did you know that level one certification is 100% online? It's true. That means no costly or inconvenient travel for you, and you can work at your own pace. PCI instructor certification also comes with liability insurance, so you'll have peace of mind when you're on the court. For more information on Pickleball Coaching International's Level 1 Certification Program, head over to PCIPickleball.com. Pickleball Coaching International, helping good coaches get better. Welcome back to Pickleball Problems. I'm your host, Mark Rennes, and today we are talking about balls on court, what to do, and we've talked about what to do when the ball comes on your court. We've talked about what to do when the ball goes on someone else's court. I want to talk about one more thing, and that has to do with giving balls back to other people. So let's say you're playing, the ball comes on your court, and either you stop playing, or it's after the fact, and you go to give them the ball back, or maybe the ball, you know, they're a couple courts away, whatever it is. Give the ball back in a kind and generous way please give it back the way you'd like to receive it. You know what no one likes to do? No one likes to bend over. I don't like to bend over. It's very annoying. I like the ball to come up to me at a nice comfortable height. So you know what you should do when you're giving ball back? Don't just bend over and like smack it back with your paddle. That's very rude. Pick up the ball, look to see who it is that's asking for the ball because they will probably have their hand up or be making eye contact at least, and then send it back to them by air. Okay, either if close, if they're close, use your hand or your paddle if you have enough control. If they're further away, send it back with your paddle. But send it to the person. Don't make them chase it. And don't just smack it indiscriminately, often causing problems for other people, or at a minimum, forcing them then to bend over to pick it up. Okay, we can all sort of help each other out here. Look, ball's coming on court. It happens. Even when you watch the pros play, sometimes play gets interrupted. No one's doing it on purpose. Don't take it personally. Don't go into a huff just because you got interrupted and smack it back, you know, with some sort of attitude. Bend over, pick it up, look to see who wants it. Give it back in a kind, respectful way so it balances nicely up to them and they don't have to bend over. And you know what? They're going to be friends with you after that. Okay, that is how you give back a ball. 
We are going to leave it there. Thank you so much for listening to this micro edition of Pickleball Problems. I'm really glad that you're here. I'm really thankful to our sponsors for helping make it possible. And if you have any questions you'd like me to address, any pickleball problems you want me to tackle, send me a note at mark at thirdshotsports.com. You can also find us on all the social media at thirdshotsports. And until next time, I'm Mark Renson. Take it easy out there. Give the balls back nicely.